This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I believe inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot. I've done a lot. And I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy Lavelle D. Munger, your host for Vail's World Podcast. And yes, we have another exciting episode. Why? Because I am here live from Jamaica, finally. But before we get started, make sure y'all follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Vales World Podcast. And if, and if you would like to sponsor or be a guest, or if you would like me to be a guest of anything you have going on, feel free to email us at Vales World Podcast at ldmugger.com. Let's get on with the show. Yes, yes, yes. After 3.5 blown trips, I finally made it to Jamaica. Yes, I made it to Jamaica. BRT weekend canceled. Memorial Day weekend canceled. The wedding last year canceled. And I almost didn't make it here today. Yes, Lord. I was at the airport at 8 a.m. That's about two hours and 30 minutes before my flight rare moment. I have TSA pre-check and I'm A-list. It's when I usually get to the airport. It could take me about 15 minutes to get done with all that process to be at the gate. And I don't like being there. Anyway, so I get to the airport. Boom. They are going through all of my paperwork, and as soon as I was almost complete, she tells me that my birthday is wrong on my authorization form. I found out that in Jamaica, instead of it being day, month, year, that it is month, day, year. So instead of it being March 11, 1991, it was November 3rd, 1991. I, I just don't get it. I just just don't get it. So I was rambling trying to get everything together. You know, I always figure things out. I finally complete the form and boom. And it said I can't submit it because you currently have a file on form. Please resubmit after December 15th. Fuck. So I told the lady this. I was like, I can't submit it. I can't edit it because it's already submitted. I can't submit a new one. And we burning time here. Although I got there two hours and 30 minutes before my flight, I had to get everything complete by 935. Because that's when international check-in bags were supposed to be sent to the back. So that was the deadline for that. As time was ticking, the kind lady at the Southwest was trying to assist me the best way she could. She was so nice. She was so sweet. She was so patient. But there was only so much that she can do. I asked to speak to a manager to get further assistance. And the lady had an attitude. And I, you know, usually when people ask for a manager, they're angry and things of that nature. So I get it. She probably thought I was one of those people that was angry with the, no, the ticketed lady, she was amazing. I knew that this trip was bigger than me, so I wanted to exercise all of my resources before feeling like I gave up. If this was a, a pleasure trip, 
I would have easily just been like, okay, well, I just cancel it. It's not meant. Let me figure out what else I can do with this time. And I'm always okay with saving money. Being in a wedding, it was important that I make it. But yeah, she was so, so rude. And when she left, like the sweet lady at the desk, she she convinced me to rebook uh, for the next day. And I'm grateful for it because I was just so annoyed after speaking with whoever that lady was. I didn't even get her name. I called the Uber to head back home. And I was starting to believe when Sean take me to the airport, it's bad luck. Like every time he take me to the airport, I end up not going on my flight. So I might just have to stick to my routine of Ubering. Anywho, I had an amazing convo with the driver. And when I got home, it was time to fix everything. I called the number from the authorization form to speak with a supervisor. And after being on hold and learning about the vicious mosquitoes and the COVID-19 restrictions, someone finally picked up. And then being on the phone for another 15 minutes, the resolution was she will transfer this information to her supervisor. And I had to email my passport for them to correct my birthday. It didn't make sense at the time, but it made sense to her. So I just followed direction. Okay, cool. Did my part. And by this time I looked because I started editing some stuff, of course. I was like, well, since I'm here, I might as well go to my final board meeting with the Kissimmee Chamber of Commerce after I just told them the day before that I wouldn't be able to make it because I supposed to be in Jamaica. <laughs> so I text the board chair and the president of the organization. I was like, hey, guess what? I'll be able to make it. They're like, oh, wow, we're so happy. I had a surprise. So at the end of the meeting, because it was my last year on the board of directors, they gave me a plaque for my service and contributions to the organization. The letter that the president sent on behalf of the organization, it was so sweet. I think I'm going to frame that as well. It was so nice. They surprised me with this wonderful plaque, which if I would have known I was receiving a plaque, I was going to take pictures, I would have worn a suit. I love having reasons to wear suits. And not to mention, my airport attire was joggers and I had a ponytail. I was running around rambling so much that when I got to the parking lot, I realized I still had my ponytail in, so I took the ponytail out. So now my hair was kind of like going back. It was like this weird stuff going on. I looked like Vegeta or somebody off Dragon Ball Z. It was crazy. And I couldn't like fix it real fast. It wasn't doing anything. But if I'd known I was getting acknowledged and recognized I was going to take pictures, well, it took a little more time to get right. And I wasn't going to let my look mess up the vibe. I looked all right. I'll show you all the pictures. I went back home and continued to figure some things out. Still haven't received any information about the authorization form. I knocked out some edits and thought, hey, I might as well slide to the African-American Chamber event, check on our staff, and tap in with the organization. On my way there, I called the authorization people, and it was funny. It was the same lady that I spoke with before. And she said, yeah, I got your information. I sent it up to the supervisor. I'll follow up with, with him and see if they're going to send you some information tonight. And I asked her, What's, when do y'all close? She said, we're 24 hours. So we never close. I was like, oh, interesting. And everybody working remote. She was like, yes. I'm trying to get everything done now because I got an early flight in the morning. She's like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Just call in the morning. So I get there to the 
African-American Chamber of Commerce event. I love a good let out. I get there, I'm pulled in every direction. There's people leaving, people staying, people still gathering around. I'm shaking hands, having a brief conversation with everybody about everything, talking about the Jamaican trip over and over and over again. Everyone was excited about the, the photo booth. A lot of people never used it before. Some people used it before and they had a better experience because they're learning how to become 360 photo booth professionals now, which is amazing and good to hear. Was able to link up with some clients and talk about some projects. I was with Sean. That was his first time at the Grand Bohemian. So I was able to eat some food, sit at the bar for a minute because we was hungry, very hungry. And if y'all notice, this whole day, I haven't mentioned anything about eating. I got to do better. So we ate and ended up staying for about an hour and a half after the event. We walking out and one of the valets seen my shirt. Thank God I have my RTW shirt on and said, hey, you come back to get your video thing? I was confused. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. So I was, you know, smiled. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kept walking. And to my surprise, I looked to my right and I see our five thousand dollar 360 booth on the side so i looked because i didn't believe it was ours but everything looked like it was ours and i was like maybe it's ours i looked and i was like hmm interesting so i took a picture and i sent it to the operator because i called he didn't answer so i sent the picture and texted to him like hey is this ours and he called back oh man my bad my bad man yeah like i don't know how that happened he's like, i was waiting for valet i put everything inside and I don't know how, how I left it. My bad, man. It was like, oh, thank God we was in a truck. <laughs> so we were able to meet up with him and exchange the photo booth because we had gigs the following day. And although I was around the corner from the studio, I left my keys at home because I wasn't expecting to go to the studio this day because I wasn't expecting to be here because I was supposed to be in Jamaica. All right. So now on the day two, I'm up and ready. I Uber to the, to the airport to increase my luck. Sorry, Sean. I got there at 7.30 a.m. this time. Yeah, two hours before I had to check my bag in. I wasn't taking any chances. Let's just leave it at I got through TSA into the train at 7.45 a.m. Back to normal. So I knew it was a good day. I was also able to work on some edits at the airport until I heard, Val, is that Val? I look up and it's Tay, my frat brother, one of our contracted shooters, and we're all going to the same wedding. So we sit down, chat. He's like, man... I thought you weren't going because I heard you missed your flight. I was like, yeah, I missed my flight yesterday, so now I'm here today. Man, dad, well, I'm glad you were able to make it. How long you been here? Yeah, I've been here for a minute. So I asked like, where DJ at? He like, yeah, DJ on his way. DJ is one of our former employees and current contractors. Dope videographer, cinematographer. If I wasn't me, I'd be him. Amazing shooter, amazing guy, amazing personality. So we wait to connect with him. And he came within seconds for not being able to check his bag in and seconds before they called to board the plane. We begin lining up and to our surprise, we see a frantic DJ looking like the white boy videographer that he is. That's always late. That love putting his stress levels up high and testing his anxiety with coming late to the airport for an international trip. Typical DJ, you know, Southwest is free game as it pertains to seating. But the earlier you check in, the better number and letter you get so although that was different somehow we all sat by each other tay was in front of me and dj was to the left of tay i saw dj i didn't see tay tay was in front of me tay saw dj after a while but didn't know i was behind him 
and we all were texting each other, which was hilarious, and didn't know we were that close to each other until after the flight. We get to Jamaica, starving, and ended up in customs for two hours. I blame Tay. DJ and I made it through, but we had to wait on Tay because when we got to the gate to get through customs, he had declared items, which he thought they were asking about the value of his camera equipment. Did it hit or exceed $10,000? And he put yes. So he had to get out of the line that we waited 20 minutes on to get in another line that was longer. So DJ and I was plotting, trying to figure out ways to find food. DJ went to search for food to discover everyone only accepts cash. And the crazy thing was once you left outside, you couldn't get back inside. And then a lot of our phone services didn't work because the reception was either trash or they didn't have T-Mobile. So it was very, very, very annoying. We couldn't text Tay, see where he at. And then I found out you honestly wasn't supposed, you, you're not supposed to be on, on the phone, period, doing customs. No texting, no calling, no pictures, no videos, none of that. So I messed all of that up. He wasn't answering the phone. DJ wasn't answering the phone. And we was looking for food because we knew we had a two-hour journey to Ocho Rios. And without food, we would die in the shuttle. We was able to connect with the driver. He's been great. He waited over an hour and a half for just a phone call. We were supposed to be on the shuttle at 1 o'clock. We ended up getting on the shuttle around 2.30. So we get in the shuttle, and it was a long walk to the shuttle, honestly. Man, with the luggage, was already tired, been up all day since 7 o'clock, having eight. Oh, man, I had to stand up for about two hours because of Tay. Then I had to walk about 10 minutes to get to the shuttle. As we were driving, I asked the driver, I was like, hey, man, you know, a nice food spot. Like, I'll buy you some food, man. Like, we just hungry. We need to eat. He was so nice. He kindly agreed and took us to a spot called Scorchies. So I got all of us food. We had to celebrate. They had this makeshift grill. was quite impressive. Even more impressive was how they used the wood. It was like the things that you see people make roofs out of, the tin wavy thing. They used throwing that on top of the chicken to let it steam. I don't know what was going on. It was a lot. And then they used the wood so it can still stay heated but not cook too much and give it that smoky woody taste. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. I'm going to see if I can get the video and share that. Matter of fact, I'm going to sh try to share all these things from these last couple days on social media. I know I'm going to forget, so it'll be late, but y'all will get it. The random dogs. They were like clone dogs. Like every dog in Jamaica looked the same. They were just walking around so freely with the same guy asking every 16 minutes if we wanted some dunja. Nah, man. Our driver warned us, don't accept no dunja from around there. So I just knew this food was going to be good, man. That's the only thing that came on my mind. All oh, this stuff going on. This food about to be fire. Yes. And as expected, the food was good. And after surviving playing chicken with the best driver in the land, we finally made it to Ocho Rio and went straight to the welcome party. We got there at 5.30, so all of us still had on our, our airport attire. You know, hoodie, joggers, headphones, a.k.a. hot as fuck. So I took my hoodie off. All of us took our hoodies off. We put our bags in the corner and enjoyed the most of our welcome party. So walking around, sharing the, the travel struggles with everyone. Again, it's almost been a 12-hour day of just travel, grab the drink, and enjoy just being there. Since curfew was at 10 p.m. and I was tired, I called it in around 8 o'clock. Just needed to regroup, get ready for the big day. Ironically, the Airbnb was across the street from Margaritaville, which we were at, turning up. I went with Trey to drop DJ and Tay off to their Airbnb. 
and then he dropped me off at mine. I was waiting on my plus one to arrive as well. You know me, I bring some hot to the win. You know me, but yeah, it was great, man. Day one, showered, went to sleep, drank a little bit, and now on to day three, which isn't a lot because it's Wednesday. Yes, it's Wednesday. Shauna and Trey finally was able to celebrate amongst family and friends. They got married last year on the day they were supposed to get married, but pushed the ceremony until this year because of COVID. It was one of the most beautiful wedding experiences ever. I have shot a lot of weddings. I've been a guest at less than five. I have been in two weddings, and this has definitely been top tier. And I can also say it was pretty weird being on this side of the wedding and draining. Uh, used to be confused on how people were tired for being in a wedding. Like you're not doing nothing but getting dressed and taking pictures and all this other stuff. But it's a lot. Men and groomsmen and a bridesmaid is a lot of work. It's not for the weak hearted. So don't get jealous when your friend don't ask you to be in his wedding and just want you to attend. Be blessed. I can honestly say by the end of the day, I was more tired being in a wedding than I have ever been shooting a wedding, regardless of how many hours they booked us for. And what was even a bigger headache was trying to coordinate things for a plus one when service is horrible. But everything worked itself out. Everybody got to where they needed to be at. Again, one of the best wedding experiences I've had. It was like a wedding mixed with a group travel event. So we had group shuttles for everyone. Only thing I wish we would have had was a mass group me or something a couple weeks prior to the wedding so people could kind of mingle and get to know each other and just bringing people together so that the big day we can really turn up and be united opposed to people just meeting each other for a couple days and building those bonds. But it was great. I had some of the best oxtails ever. They had a butler in one of the villas and he was just whipping up some stuff, man. He chopped up some KFC, made it look like the best gourmet chicken I ever seen in life. The oxtails, man, I was able to put the gravy on the right. Oh, my God. It was fire. No lie. No lie, no lie, no lie. The wedding was in this outdoor, indoor chapel type thing. It's hard to explain. The vows that, that Shauna and Trey shared were beautiful. We was able to make it to the reception area. They had rum punch with champagne glasses with our room numbers on it. On this big grass wall, beautiful. The villa, beautiful. They had a dance floor on top of a swimming pool with plexiglass in the middle so you could see the water and the lights under it. Beautiful. They had a tent outside with coconuts and banana leaves. Beautiful. The cake. Beautiful. That's really the only word you could say for this wedding is beautiful. Well executed. I had big dreams. I thought I can hang. And I had moments of spurts of energy and then no energy. It's a lot of Jamaican music. I knew some of the songs, but I didn't know all of them. So I had energy that was tired. And again, we was all like we was we left at around nine o'clock because we had to be in our rooms by 10 p.m. because of the curfew. So it was a lot going on. I was tired, got home, showered and was knocked out. Day four, I woke up. I ran for the first time since my last 5K and it showed my knees still tingling, but I was able to push through. I also completed my goal of running out of Florida at least six times. So this year I ran three times out of the country, Puerto Rico, Cancun. And now Jamaica, and I was able to run in D.C., Missouri, and Chicago, which is great. I did run in Vegas because my knee was hurting, and I wasn't able to run in Cancun the second time I went because my knee was hurting. So I was happy. And I love running in new places because I just get to explore and see, see what's going on. I'm in the streets. I really feel like I'm one with the community. So that was a beautiful thing. And on my way 
back because my run, I usually run. I run and set a goal. And when I'm halfway there, I just start running back. So when I was running back, it was sprinkling. So now I'm looking like a Nike commercial, boy. I got the, the sweat on me. Got the raindrops on me glistening. As soon as I got back to my room, oh, my God, it was pouring. Oof, it was pouring. The running guys were on my side. And then a couple of hours later, it stopped. So we had went to Dave's Lobster. And surprisingly, the service was good and the food was even better. They legit brought the fish and lobster out and asked you which one you want. I never seen that. I'm glad I don't have a weak stomach because I would have been like ill. So they bring these platters out with three fish and three lobsters and ask which one you want. Of course, the biggest one costs the most. They have a smaller one, so the choice is yours. And once you pick, they go back and they cook it. It's real. It's really cooked to order. Like, as soon as you order it, that's what you're cooking. They're about ashore, so a lot of the fish actually come from the ocean. Like, we was there, there were people literally in small boats out there fishing and bringing it back in. And it was like a fish market too because people actually buying the fish downstairs as well. It was a lot going on. But I loved it, man. I felt the vibe. I had this fried barbecue lobster tail something and man, it was amazing. The size of the lobster alone was like, it was about a $50 lobster in America. Like the tail was big and I had a lot of meat. I was full. They brought out the tab. And it was $60, $60. She had some fish, black soup, I don't know, which could have easily been $30, $40 alone. I know for sure my meal would have been $50, $60 alone. The lady said, hey, we don't have tea on the menu, but I can make you some ginger tea. And I felt like a big boy because I ain't put no, no sugar in my tea. I just drank it straight. Yeah, I'm grown now. I drank tea without sugar. Honestly, I've been practicing that for a while, just learning how Asians drink their tea. I have this wonderful sushi restaurant that I go to, and I've noticed a lot of Asian people don't really be obese. So I'm like, hmm. So I start taking on some of the eating habits that they do. So a lot of sushi and a lot of tea without sugar. Honestly, before then, I stopped using sugar and I just put lemon and honey. So this time I was just able to be a big boy and just drink the lemon tea to be a big boy and drink the ginger tea. Again, one of the best servers ever. Definitely had to tip my dog because she was amazing. I was impressed. I know most of the Jamaicans I come across was in America. They usually rude, bad service, but the food is always great. So she was so nice. And maybe people would have complained about the hour wait that we had to get our food. But I wasn't too concerned because they said it was served to order. Like, soon as you order it, they cooking it. And they brought a fish out in front of us. I didn't expect nothing less. I'd rather have my food prepared properly than rush. The fried chicken wings was good as well. Everybody been talking about KFC in Jamaica. I had some leftover KFC, but it's KFC. Hey, <laughs> so I had a fried chicken and it was quite good as well. So I guess J Jamaican fried chicken is a, a thing. They need to just change it to JFC and go from there. After that, we end up walking back to the Airbnb because boy, we was tired. We've been drinking. I ran. We was at this restaurant for about two and a half hours. We walked there, walked back. It wasn't that far, but we still walked. Two dogs was barking across the street, act like they wanted to chase us. When we was leaving, a man was harassing this other man. So the guy put, picked up a brick and he's acting like he was going to hit him. They got in an argument, then they walked away. It was so beautiful. I just love being in the culture and those spaces. Like you have to dive in in order to see what really goes on in some of these places. That's what I love about it. 
Woke up to more drinks. We had a fifth of Hennessy VSOP that we had to complete. Note, we started Friday night. Saturday left the bottle there, so that was a dud. So we really had all of Sunday to finish this bottle, just two people. And Monday morning, so we sipped. Went to Margaritaville, had this other drink. It's called Five O'Clock Somewhere, and it has all these different rums. It's really a dangerous drink. I was able to drink that, stay at Margaritaville for a minute, and everyone been boasting and bragging about Ocean's Eleven from the host at the Airbnb. You know, she was actually talking about Ocean's Eleven, but didn't really know where she was at. I knew it was close, so we ended up going there for dinner, and we ate. And I had oxtail. A lot of people didn't have oxtail. They was sold out, or they just didn't have it, ironically. Um, but they had it. And honestly, the oxtail... It tastes like oxtail that I could have got here in Orlando from a Golden Crust or something. So I wasn't too impressed. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't different. It was nothing that was different from what I had in America. Actually, the best oxtails I have had was from Seven and Grove. Man, and I don't know where they get their ox from. Like, they got big oxtails. So we went back. Service wasn't the best. Food was decent. Still reasonably priced. Left at around 9.45 because of the 10 pay. 10 p.m. curfew, drank a little bit, drank a little more, and dozed off, and wake up in the morning to prepare to head back to Orlando. Yeah, so that has been the journey to get to Jamaica, some of the highlights of Jamaica, of the trip, some of the highlights of my trip. I'm definitely coming back to do more of the excursions, which I would have been able to enjoy if I would have came Thursday opposed to Friday. I missed the rehearsal dinner. I miss the excursions that everyone took earlier Friday because I wasn't able to make it. So I'm definitely coming back. Got to check out Kingston and Latigo Bay and see what the vibes really are. Hopefully the curfew is lifted by this time so I can experience the nightlife and have a little more fun. Thank you, Jamaica. It has been a very eye-opening trip. Experiencing the Main Street and Ultra Reels, the drive from the airport to the city, was eye-opening, seeing how people laugh in spaces in which we think of poverty and coming from those environments. And although America is developing some spaces, we still have neighborhoods that look just like a downtown Ocho Rios, that look like some of these areas. And we have people that have that same survival attitude. I have grown apart from those spaces. Being able to visit and see is the most humbling thing in the world. And understanding that this isn't just in my neighborhood, just just in my community, that this is global. It's a hood everywhere. It's a ghetto everywhere. Thank you, Jamaica, for allowing me to see that. I seen people making cinder blocks to build houses on site. In America, most of the houses are just wood, plywood, and your house up in three months. They were literally making cinder blocks and building houses, digging, cutting grass with weed whackers, and having to rake the excess grass up and put them in bags. This is working. This is by any means necessary. This is labor. This is connection. Being eight years old with my Uncle Hen walking around the hood with a lawnmower, he taught us how to cut grass so he could manage us cutting grass. he get the money and pay us at the end of the day. I knew I ain't like it. I told myself I'll never cut grass again <laughs> when I got older. <laughs> but the lessons it taught me, get this money by any means necessary. Thank you, Jamaica. Peace and love. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, 
or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Veils World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.